country. Uh, again, another mass shooting last night, four people killed in a uh, Texas hospital by a crazed gunman. And yesterday, the House Judiciary Committee advanced a series of bills designed to protect our kids, called the Protecting Our Kids Act. They want to raise the age for purchasing a semi-automatic rifle from 18 to 21, make it illegal to import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or possess a large capacity magazine, and regulate firearm storage on uh, private property. And none of that will actually ever happen. No. So. Um, yeah, so it's tough because it's literally there's there's going to be another mass shooting, mm -hmm. you know, this week. It's right. just amazing. This one, um, possibly a little different. It looks like this person was targeting healthcare personnel. Who knows? Either way, lives ruined. Mm -hmm. Another tragedy. Um, I read a story about a uh, there was an officer that was in in Tulsa. It works in Tulsa, but he was in Las Vegas and responded to that. Uh, deadly mass shooting in 2017 at the Mandalay Bay, which uh, killed 60 people. We just, we just keep talking about this. Mm -hmm. It's awful. 12 mass shootings in the United States just over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. Well, here we are, another weekend, a short week with the holiday, and we have the uh, Google Earth and SC Johnson mosquito forecast for Jackson County for the weekend. And the uh, mosquito uh, risk for today is medium. Oh, no. Yep. So here we go. I could feel that last night a little <laughs> bit as the temperature dropped. Um, so make sure you bring your bug spray. Mm -hmm. So I medium. know uh, you were monitoring the student loan forgiveness issue. And yesterday, hundreds of thousands of students got their federal student loans canceled. Man. Uh, it's only students who attended the for-profit Corinthian Colleges chain. Oh. So all of those people. Brandon, you're out of luck, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know that was one of your choices. I was hoping. But uh, no. I never hey, heard of it. Uh, no, I haven't. I've just hmm. heard of uh, Book of Corinthians. Corinthians. Uh, Corinthians College. I wonder if Trump University students got their uh, student loans. I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. Um, you know, I've been following this uh, new Live Golf Tour. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very interesting. So we want to keep an eye on this. A lot of people think it's all being played overseas. Well, the first one's overseas, but actually five of the eight events are going to take place in the U.S. No kidding. Yeah, and they compete with uh, some tournaments that you're familiar with. Um, the first one this uh, next weekend is competing with the RBC Canadian. Uh-oh. Uh, another one is competing with the John Deere. And then the last PGA Tour event that this new tour will conflict with is the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. Wow. So, and then four of, uh, four of the events are afterwards. But, you know, th it'll be interesting to see what, what the TV coverage is, what the Golf Channel coverage is. Um, as you know, Golf Channel is owned by NBC, and they are, have heavy partnerships with the PGA Tour. So, it uh, it will it will be very interesting. It's like another basketball league uh, uh, breaking away and taking uh, someone like John ja Morant or mm -hmm. someone like that, and a few uh, few other guys. But hey, it can happen. So these guys are playing for so much money too. Yeah. Last place every week gets 180k. Well, maybe you should sign up. I'm trying to sign up. I. <laughs> James Piott, uh, Michigan State, uh, the uh, amateur champion, he is, uh, he'll be on the Live Golf Tour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, CBS wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. No. They don't want to jeopardize their contract with the PGA, and I wouldn't think uh, NBC would 
uh, either. So the uh, golf world, though, is a buzz uh, this week. Did you watch the uh, PGA Championship uh, in Tulsa? I did, Those but two? I watched the match last night with Tom Brady and Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers and those guys. That was something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I did watch the PGA. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers won. He won. He birdied yeah. the last hole to win the match for, uh, for the old guys. Mm. Well, um, a, a photo went viral uh, from the PGA Championship in Tulsa, and it's this photo. Oh, the, yeah, this and guy. It's, it's yeah. not because of Tiger Woods. It's because of the everyone's no, holding no a phone. Yeah. <laughs> Michelob Ultraman. And that's his name. In fact, Michelob Ultra reached out to this gentleman and said, hey, we see some marketing possibilities. And so they signed a deal with Michelob Ultra man, Mark Ratatech. So now there is uh, merch. <laughs> Merchandise you can buy from Michelob Ultra and a special limited edition. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. We need to talk to uh, Greg Knapp immediately and see if we can get some of these flown in. We've already done a commercial. Um, There's an ad campaign launching for Michelob. And if that is not just the standard standard (laughs) guy watching a golf tournament, having a beer, enjoying himself, that's good stuff. That's cool. I think you're going to see a lot of people now try and and slide in there without their phone, but... Holding various products. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll see Daniel Jacob and company distribute this product when, it, when and if it's uh, available. Yeah, so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Hey, I saw something, uh, something pretty cool. Northwest uh, High School football. Mm-hmm. They did a signing day, but they did it a little differently. Um, new coach, uh, Stafford Newsom, greeted all incoming freshmen with uh, an introduction and a handshake, which I thought was very cool because uh, I've never seen this. I've never seen. Wow. Uh, and you think of how... Uh, how nervous you are as a freshman and going into your freshman year in high school and you're gonna play a tough sport like football. It's nice to, uh, nice to be uh, welcomed and, and become part of that family appropriately. I, I just thought this was really cool. So uh, tip of the cap to uh, Northwest. Um, and I know a lot of coaches do different things. Uh, some write a letter to parents, uh, you know, meetings, but I just, this was a nice touch. Yeah. and. He- Early in, in his uh, career as Northwest football coach, he reached out to the parents as one of the first things he did. And I think we're going to see some great things from Northwest Mountie football this fall. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, Fox announced their uh, replacements for Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck. Mm. And it's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, former tight end for the Carolina Panthers. Wow. They will be the lead team on Fox. Hey, guess who has the Super Bowl this year? Fox. Fox. <laughs> Greg Olson on the Super Bowl. Brandon, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm yeah. not a big Greg Olson guy. I like him as a person. Yeah, he's not big enough. Yeah, he's not a, not a big enough personality. So we'll see if that uh, makes it through the year. Fox, you know, they can make some changes. Wow. Uh, you do a lot of DoorDash, don't you? I do. What's the last DoorDash you did? I don't know. I can't remember the last one because I'm I'm boycotting it now. But a new survey out today finds eight in ten food delivery workers admit to eating part of their customers' orders. Eight in ten? Eight out of ten. Oh, that's Uh, not. More than 500 delivery drivers were polled. Uh, 
stealing customers' fries or putting their sticky fingers on someone's chicken, that might not be the most disgusting thing that happens on the way to the front door. One in four drivers confess that they've hooked up with someone in their vehicle. One in ten have <laughs> this is not in our cities, sir. <laughs> One in ten have relieved themselves on or near a customer's home. And eight percent say they pretend they don't speak English. <laughs> I actually filled out one of those surveys too. I don't think I think this is this is big city data. Yeah, I don't I don't think you don't we need think to extrapolate to that. that to Jackson County. Well, they um, have a t technique that because they, they say, well, isn't the thing stapled in steel? Yes, but we carry tape and staplers. <laughs> isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's yes. great. It's yeah. really amazing. It is. I can't wait to uh, DoorDash something next. Mm -hmm. But I I have full confidence in our uh, our drivers. They here do a in great Jackson, job, Michigan, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Tesla um, back to the office. Elon Musk yet yesterday said uh, he sent two emails out. Elon did. Elon. He said. Employees um, must work at least 40 hours a week at a physical Tesla office. If you don't show up, we assume you resign. Oh, wow. Wow, how That's about strong. that? I wonder if he'll be uh, walking around checking everyone. We shall see. Um, let me get to some scores, and then we'll get to some uh, weekend stuff. Our uh, Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends over at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. If you're traveling... Make sure you stop and get an oil change. They will uh, get you in and out very quickly while you wait. Softball, Harper Creek, they beat Lumen Christie 21 to eight and 21 to three. And Northwest beat Penfield 18 zip and 14 to one. Girls District Soccer, Western beat Northwest in overtime two to one. In uh, D3, Stockbridge fell to Columbia Central. Columbia scored eight goals to Stockbridge's zero. In D4, Lumen Christie beat Grass Lake four to nothing, and they advance on. Boys Golf, the Division I Regional at Cascades, our local team, Jackson. They finished ninth with a team score of 348. D3 was at uh, Hawk Hollow Golf Course, which is a, uh, it's a pretty tough course. Hanover Horton. They tied for first, Lumen Christie third, Grass Lake ninth, Napoleon 11th, Michigan Center 12th, and Columbia 17th, and those were our uh, locals. D4 at Calderon, East Jackson finished seventh, Jackson Christian finished ninth. We've just got uh, one game today, Waverly at Northwest. So if you want to uh, catch a game, catch a postseason game, there it is. That's, that's the only thing that's happening? As far as I can tell. Wow. That's, yep, the, that's it. Uh, that's it. Yep. Today's show is brought to you by the Dirty Bird. Great uh, chicken, 40, over 40 beers on tap, and uh, the best part is they are just down the street from JTV. They'll be uh, have their patio open all summer long, so uh, check it out. It's a great place to uh, have lunch, dinner, grab a beer, or just catch up with friends. The Dirty Bird on Michigan App. Congratulations to Jeremy Patterson, Jackson Public Schools, announcing late last night that Jeremy Patterson, who uh, most recently has served as principal at the middle school at Parkside, in fact, since 2015, is now the new assistant superintendent of secondary curriculum for Jackson Public Schools. Jeremy has been uh, with JPS as an administrator uh, and on staff since 1998. Wow, and I know you're a 
friend of Jeremy and uh, yeah very happy for him he um, he goes above and beyond you know he's a guy that uh, you'll also see him uh, helping out refing games and just really he cares about his community and um, really really happy that uh, he'll be able to continue his career here in Jackson yeah every Saturday morning he volunteers uh, at rec so uh, basketball as, yeah. as a referee um, he also coaches uh, in the past. He's been varsity girls basketball, JV varsity boys basketball, JV boys basketball. Yep, and he also runs basketball camps in the summer mm -hmm. and is uh, just a, uh, a great asset for uh, Jackson Public Schools and our uh, community as a whole. Who's on today's show? Today we have a jam-packed show. We're going to get things started with Dr. Matthew Badke right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. We have the Rose Parade coming up this weekend, and it is June 5th, 1 p.m., downtown Jackson starting at Blackstone Street and concludes at One Energy Plaza. And we will have that for you live on JTV. So tune in. Yeah, and don't forget the, uh, the mile. People are encouraged to sign up and register in advance. That's right. Yep, it's, uh, runsignup.com. Search for Jackson Rose Parade All Out Mile. And you'll get a medal and you'll be able to uh, march in the parade. Sounds good, and yeah. it's only a mile. Yeah. Joining us now on the morning show is the chair of the science department at Jackson College, Dr. Matthew Badke. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. We've got uh, new diseases. Last time we talked about uh, the monkeypox, but that's not it. There's, but wait. Yeah, there, there's a lot of strange things going on with uh, infectious diseases these days, and. I think we've seen uh, this outbreak of monkeypox, which is really weird. It, it's happened before. It's not the first time that we've seen that, but it's a virus that usually is spread from animals. Um, it's been associated with exotic pets um, in the past, uh, prairie dogs in particular, which is kind of odd. Um, but uh, now we're seeing this pop up in a bunch of countries, including the U.S. I think 30 different countries it's been seen in. There's been about 500 cases of it, um, which is unusual to see that large of an outbreak. Um, we're seeing cases of hepatitis in kids, which they're not exactly sure what the cause is, but it's looking like it is a, an adenovirus, which again is a virus that is very common and has never been associated with these sort of symptoms. So kids are getting pretty severe hepatitis. Um, potentially needing hospitalization, some even needing liver transplants, uh, which again is, is weird and, and not normal. So um, people that research this stuff are, are thinking that some of this has to do with the fact that a lot of our patterns of immunity, a lot of our patterns of behavior have been really disrupted over the last couple years, as everybody knows. And so the normal levels of immunity to different viruses that are circulating normally uh, are different, right? We all wore masks for several years. We all uh, had months where nobody went out and nobody interacted. And so 
that has changed some of these patterns and it looks like that is what might be leading to some of these really odd outbreaks and things that we're seeing. The question is how long until we sort of return to that, that normal level of immunity um, and how long until our behaviors return to those normal levels um, and maybe some of this will, will start to fade away. But it's been kind of odd to see yeah. this over the last couple months. It's interesting you bring that up about uh, immunity and our immune systems. And, you know, there's, I know someone who has really only been out in about, let's say, twice during the pandemic. Right. Both times uh, after they returned home, horribly sick, like flu-like symptoms. No COVID, right. no COVID, but right. just every time they go out or in a big crowd, they come back and are sick and worried about the immune system and is it because yeah. that we have kind of just sheltered and hid uh, more or less for a few years? I, yeah, I do think there's a decrease in immunity to some of these normal things. I mean, uh, my son's preschool class, uh, similar sort of thing, like it, when they um, had spring break and then came back um, in the last couple months, they've, a lot of the kids have had influenza. So not COVID, but again, you know, the kids are pretty sick uh, with influenza. My son had that as well and, you know, was coughing and stuff. And so, um, yeah, that, that happens. Uh, we're seeing really weird things with influenza levels, right? Normally we think of influenza as peaking in the winter and then basically going down and pretty much going away during the summer months. That hasn't really happened mm -hmm. this year. I mean, it was peaking in April and earlier this month, which is, is strange. Again, unusual and probably because of some of these changes from the pandemic. Have we used too much Purell and Clorox? <laughs> no, no that's, that's always something that people ask about um, when we think about like resistance to certain things, antibiotic resistance, stuff like that. Uh, no, that, the alcohol that's used in uh, the hand sanitizers, that's not really uh, working through the same sort of mechanisms that you're gonna see resistance to. So no, it's not, uh, it's not a response to something like that. We're seeing uh, allergies, new allergies pop up. People who have never had allergies experience uh, them before. Um, is, that just, is that just a seasonal thing? Some, you know, you're, sometimes you get allergies, sometimes you don't? It could be. I mean, some of these things it's gonna be hard and it's gonna take probably a little bit more time to know whether this is something that's really associated with the last couple of years or just the random variation that mm -hmm. we see. But I do think um, some of these sort of odd outbreaks are pointing to some really, really, diff really different circumstances um, that a lot of folks have. You mentioned hepatitis and the FDA is warning that strawberries have been contaminated with hepatitis. Mm -hmm. uh, how can that possibly I get the salmonella uh -huh. contaminating um, uh -huh. produce, but... Well, this is, this is hepatitis A that they're talking about there, right? So di several different uh, viruses that cause different forms of hepatitis. Hepatitis A is usually the most mild, um, and it is uh, transmitted uh, from the digestive tract. And so if you have people that are handling uh, strawberries, or a lot of times you see this with green onions or things like that, um, and are not following proper hygiene practices, then you have the potential for contaminating the food with the virus. And then when somebody eats that without washing it or whatever, you can, you can pick it up. So, wow. And that's how the Jif peanut butter or any other thing contaminated with salmonella? Is um, some, salmonella is typically from 
uh, probably a contamination from maybe the processing or maybe the peanuts themselves. Um, I don't know if that's usually the same sort of mechanisms, but um, yes, that you know, wash your produce. Yeah, yeah, for sure, wash yeah. your produce. Even the bagged lettuce, if they say it's washed, I wash it again. I wait until the little sprinkler comes on at the thing, and then I get it. <laughs> okay. Then I know it's washed. There you yeah. go. That's true. <laughs> it's refreshing in the, the summer. When I was a kid, I used to stick my hands in there. <laughs> Last week. Yep. The, uh, the virus, the COVID, uh, continues to evolve. There's an, a mm. new variant with new uh, symptoms and... and uh, right. BA.D12.1. Yeah, I forgot the name of that. Mm -hmm. right. I wrote it down. So um, now is this, this is not a more severe or anything. It's just Doesn't a look more like contagious. It. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see these, and they're, they're really considered sub-variants at this point. So we sort of had the, the Omicron, um, and then we're seeing other sub-variants come off of that. This is just this is a normal process that happens with all viruses. Most of the time, you know, people just don't really care, don't pay right. attention to it. Um, but this is this is what's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. We're going to have uh, this constant change of the virus sort of adapting itself. Um, as you have uh, still have a lot of cases, uh, especially globally, we're seeing lots of cases. So uh, we're going to keep getting those changes occurring. And um, Again, we're not seeing anything that indicates that uh, there's not still going to be some protection from the vaccination. I think there's uh, confusion a little bit about you know what what va the vaccine is doing for you. Um, it looks like protection from getting infected might only last for a couple months. But what the real reason why you should get vaccinated is because it's going to prevent that severe illness. All the vaccines are very effective, even these for these new variants, they are very effective at preventing severe disease. And so that's why uh, right now, even over the last couple of weeks, we've seen cases going up. Uh, we've seen hospitalizations starting to go up a little bit, but deaths have remained uh, flat, if not gone down. So that's, that's encouraging. So in the next round of vaccines, so everyone that has the uh, protection from vaccines that went through mm -hmm. the first two or three, mm -hmm then the assumption is that every year or at some point there's going to have to be a, a, a process where we'd go through the vaccine all over again. Is that, is that in our future as an annual thing? I, I think it's possible. I think there is talk from, um, I think Pfizer and Moderna have both said that they're working on updated versions of the vaccine probably for fall. Um, and I think that that is, uh, at least for this fall, going to be something that we probably see. Um, the question is just, you know, at what point do we see that the virus becomes mild enough uh, that it's, you know, not a requirement for the vaccination? Uh, but I mean, the the process of changing it every year is something that we're very familiar with from the influenza vaccine. There's a very set standard process that uh, people basically go out about six months in advance of when uh, influenza usually starts peaking. Um, and they go and they look and they see what are the strains that are circulating and then that's what's used in the vaccine. It's not perfect because then there's the, option, the, the opportunity for the virus to maybe change some 
in between the time when you start making it. Um, but you can at least dial in, hopefully, some of those new strains each year. So maybe a process like that is what we're going to need to do. Will it eventually, do you think, be a part of the one flu shot, or will it there, be separate there, for a little bit? There is talk about that, too, uh, a combination, mm -hmm. COVID-19, influenza vaccine. So you basically get one shot. And that's, again, something that's very common. We have many uh, vaccines where there are two, three, four uh, different infectious organisms that are all uh, included in there together. Like the super vaccine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and we have those. And it would, I think, if you marketed it like a super vaccine, people would want it. And if you gave like a piece of chocolate with it, people would want it too. Exactly. Or um, if you called it extra strength. No. Mm. Or super size. If you have a headache, are you going to use Tylenol or extra strength Tylenol? Good point. Well, extra why strength. You, why not? <laughs> it's like, in case you have a mild headache. It's a very mild headache. I'm going to use the... Light Tylenol. Yes, the weak Tylenol. <laughs> Interesting. Done with classes for now? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm off and we start again Monday for our summer, summer term. People can still register right now. Uh, absolutely. What, what uh, classes are you offering this summer? Uh, I'm teaching uh, public health and uh, chemistry. Awesome. And two things for the summer. One of your favorites. Chemistry, yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite. Okay. Great, thanks for coming in. Great to be here. Chair of the Science Department at Jackson College, Dr. Matthew Vadke. Stay tuned, we've got more of the morning show coming up. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Hey, it's time for Pause in the Park, presented by Lammers Heating and Air Conditioning. And it is Saturday, June 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. downtown at Horace Blackman Park. Join the fun for the annual 5K run, one mile walk, or kids doggy dash. Top dog awards given to the first three dogs to cross the finish line. 5K will start at 10 a.m. And uh, race packs can be picked up the night before. So there's a lot going on. And new this year, shows by the canine stars. And that is on Friday night. A lot to do. Pause in the park presented by Lammers Heating and Air Conditioning. Joining us now is the president of U.S. Staffing, Ben Jones, and the new marketing manager, Kayla Coronel. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, before we get started, oh, I God. have some U.S. Staffing Agency golf balls for you guys. I wow. can't thank you enough, Ben. <laughs> I can't thank you thank enough. You. I'll use these tomorrow on the golf course. All right. I'm, nice. I'm, I'm giving them to you because I figure you will spray them all over the course. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I will. I'll make sure they get left out on the course for <laughs> there you. There you go. So, but thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I, uh, I used a uh, sleeve that uh, Jeff Hawley gave me at the Chamber Golf. Oh, well, there you go. So How'd you do at the Chamber Golf? We shot 10 under, so not bad. Wow. We Respectable. Did, we did not. You did not? So we shot, I think, like 3 under, <laughs> and I think the winner was like 20 under. Yeah, we, yeah. we were, yeah, we're, in crazy. The, we're in the have fun bracket. Exactly. For sure. I use a whole box. Well, there you round. go. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually great. Perfect. You've saved me a lot of money, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Next time I take my father golf. There you go. So uh, some interesting things going on. First, let's uh, welcome you to uh, yeah. U.S. Staffing. How, Thank you. Uh, 
talk a little bit about your background and uh, how you got to U.S. staffing. Yeah, so I graduated with my undergrad in management in 2017, and then I started my professional career in marketing over in Australia. Oh, wow. I did have a one-year holiday work visa, and I worked for a sales and marketing company going down the whole East Coast doing events and door-to-door -door and things like that. And then just prior to accepting the offer at U.S. Staffing, I was working in the automotive industry doing lead management and email campaigns and things like that. And during that, I've actually started going for my master's degree. And then I've just accepted the position with U.S. Staffing, and I'm very excited to extend my career and my skills further. It's very wow. exciting, Ben, yeah. and obviously <laughs> coming from a, a background with a lot of different experience in marketing. And yep. I know digital marketing is very important in, uh, in what you guys do. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, we're just excited to have Kayla come on board. In fact, we interviewed for well over a month for this position. Okay. And after her interview, uh, Ashley walked you out and everyone came back in the room and they just said, she's, she's the one that we're going with for mm -hmm. sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited to have Kayla on board. Yeah, very impressive uh, background. Can you. can you say something in Australian for us? <laughs> I have the worst Australian accent, but I'll have to bring my husband around. He is Australian. There you go. <laughs> is it true that you, you can't have ranch dressing in Australia? Can't have what? Ranch dressing. I've never heard that I before. I said that yesterday. I've heard that. Did you order ranch dressing in Australia? You know, I can't remember ever actually ordering it, so yeah, now I'm going to have to ask. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't think you can. Are you from, uh, you're from the area originally, so... Yep. It's got to be exciting, uh, kind of coming back to a place you grew up. Yeah, definitely. Yep, I grew up in the Hanover area, so it's nice to be close to home. Nice. Did you go to uh, Hanover Horton? I did. Yep, oh, I graduated in great. 2013. Awesome. And really, that's for for you as an employer, being able to retain homegrown talent is is very important. That's really our right. future as a community. No, absolutely. We are uh, huge advocates of being community partners and. Um, it's just kind of like a, a gem in the rough to find someone who's as well-traveled and educated as Kayla, but still from, you know, the local community. So that's that's very, very big part of it. So, um, you know, job job news is all the news. You oh know, boy. it's, a, it's amazing. It. And I, yeah. I already threw you this number, and you'll have to maybe make some sense of it to me, but the gap between available jobs and our workforce that's available for those jobs is 5.46 million. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a labor gap there. A bit, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so it doesn't make sense. Um, I, there's, I, I can't make sense of that number. Uh, that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. But um, I, I, we may be on the verge of a recession. I don't know. We'll see. Um, typically, that does get people off the sidelines and back mm -hmm. engaging with the workforce when, once we hit a recession. Um, and so my hope, ideally, is we don't go into recession, but it's just enough to get people right. off the sidelines, back into the workforce, because everybody's looking for work. Yeah. I don't care what industry you're in, everybody's looking for work. We yeah. hear it every day. We, we hear from new uh, prospective customers and current customers every day. They just, they need more people and more people. And take advantage of the jobs while they are available, right? Because you know, we're yes. we were talking about, uh, I think, CVS and some other places going to, these um, automated registers and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, so the, some of these jobs that are available at 15, 20 an hour on the side now, mm -hmm. those are going to be gone forever soon. Absolutely. And, and those jobs, 
a year and a half ago were $13 an hour, now right. we're $17 an hour. So there's been considerable wage inflation, which is good for the workers, but yeah, absolutely. Right now those jobs are available and a year from now, I don't know that as many will mm -hmm. be. I can't imagine 4 million jobs will be. Right. Well, you're never going to be able to go into CVS and mix your own prescription. Well, that's for sure. That, that is true. That is yeah, for sure. Absolutely yeah, good true. point. Mm -hmm. well, maybe. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You, you do never know. Marketing, really, f f for uh, retaining or attracting uh, talent, has got to be the biggest challenge because it's so competitive. Everybody's. 4.4 million people left their jobs in April in the United States. So you're always trying to compete to keep, right? <laughs> yeah. How, so, how do you stand out? Uh, because there are the people looking for the same group of, of talent. So, how we should staff out, or staff out, stand out in the staffing industry, we have to set ourselves apart from the other staffing agencies and the other job postings that are out there and make people want us to help them so that we can help them get back into the community and have it more of a community thing rather than just throwing people in jobs just to get them into work. Ben, you told us uh, all the qualifications and how uh, attractive that Kayla was to mm -hmm. uh, hire, but what was it about U.S. staffing that made you come aboard? So I've actually, I heard some very good things about the company before applying, so that definitely put a good mis message in my mind about it. And then just staffing in general, like I said, it's a community thing, and I really like being able to help out the community. So bringing people in to find the job that's right for them so that they can support their family and give back to the community, that's huge for me. So it definitely helped with making my decision on accepting the I job like offer. We should write that one down. That was good. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, summer, so there's a, that's a, a, a separate job market, isn't it? It is, so a lot of seasonal, and actually they started hiring for a lot of those positions back in March. Okay. And we, we do have quite a few seasonal customers, especially uh, in the Jackson location as well as uh, in like the Jonesville, Hillsdale area. So yeah, no, there is the seasonal opportunities um, and we've, we've filled quite a bit of those. But this summer, we are doing our, uh, last summer we did our summer of giveaways where we had quite a few things that we gave away. This year, we kind of doubled down on that and we are giving away $10,000. Ooh. Uh, 5,000 in June, 5,000 in July. So if you want to learn more, just go yeah. to- <laughs> I do, I'm <laughs> right now. Yeah. I want to learn more. Uh, yeah, I'd like to learn more. No, but uh, yeah, contact us at US Staffing Agency. Uh, any any of our branches can yeah. help you help you with some more information on that. In case you're looking for a side gig there. Yeah, well, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, but obviously, uh, employers, uh, if if you're sick of banging your head against the wall, um, call Ben and his team. Um, Absolutely. It's uh, they'll look in different areas than uh, we may think to look. It's yeah, it's, and we uh, vet pretty well. Yeah. So we well, learn our customers pretty well, and then we do a lot of vetting with the candidates that we send them. One of the things that I think is pretty cool, you actually will uh, hold a job fair right on the, uh, the, the employer's site and do all that mm -hmm. for the employer. Absolutely, yeah, we've done that. We, we're doing that just about every month, it seems like now. <laughs> wow. But yeah, no, we do that quite often. And no, it's some that, uh, a service that we can provide to our customers, certainly. And uh, some they, they appreciate. And it allows us to attract a little bit different pool because it's a separate from our uh, office so we can start marketing and, and gain some candidates from that area as well. 
Yeah, I think a lot of employers, they, they've given up. You, they'll, they'll put a, you know, a real estate type sign out on their front yeah. lawn, yeah. you know, please, please come to work. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. not necessarily uh, what the five-star candidate comes into a response. <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> right. sign yep. up front, so. Well, if anybody needs a job, needs an employee, team at U.S. Staffing would love to hear from you. Plus, who knows, you could win $5,000. Yeah, that's right. Come on in. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks thank for having us. And thanks for the golf ball. Yes, yeah, thank you, you very much. <laughs> the uh, new marketing manager at U.S. Staffing, Kayla Coronel, and the U.S. Staffing president, Ben Jones. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got golf balls. We should continue talking about golf, and Let's we will. Uh, Phil Fishmeister's here. He's next. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, they pride themselves on offering high quality <laughs> name brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulen's Furniture for helping us bring you today's show. <laughs> Our next guest, we were just showing him a video. Well, I see myself on the <laughs> yeah. screen there now. Yes, uh, actually he's at the same wedding Andy and yes. I were at last Saturday, the uh, director of golf at Cascades Golf Course, Phil Fishmeister. Hi, Phil. How you doing, Bart? Good okay. to see you. Uh, that was captured. quite the wedding, huh? Yeah, it was a wonderful <laughs> wedding. Just beautiful. Ran into uh, Kip Daly last night, and he said, man, that wedding must have cost $5,000. <laughs> oh, man, but it was a great time. It was. It was a great time. It was a beautiful ceremony, and yeah, uh, yeah the, the reception, the flowers, the decorations, were the food, it was... That was Tom... Lafeer alone ate and drank $5,000. You had a I lot of the staff from <laughs> Yeah, Cascades. a lot of Cascade staff was at, yeah. was at the wedding. Yeah, it was fun. So. No, it was, a, it was a good time, and it was good to see so many people from Jackson. And uh, one of the reasons that uh, half of the people were there is we all golfed together, and that's how we all, a lot of us became yeah, friends. Sure. And uh, golf in Jackson is, uh, is just awesome. And you, you guys have got some things going for some younger kids that want to yes, uh, get do. into the game. Absolutely. So we have both a junior golf clinic and a junior golf league. Cool. Uh, the junior golf clinic is kind of geared towards beginners, um, ages 8 to 13. Um, and that is, uh, there's three 40-minute sessions where we teach the kids just kind of the basics of stance, grip, swing. And we spend um, two of those sessions down at the driving range okay. working on the full swing. And then we spend the last session up at the golf course on the putting green doing chipping and putting. Um, and we have a June session the last three Mondays in June, and we also have a July session as well that the kids can sign up for. And you know, the great thing is um, there's a five o'clock and a six o'clock in both the June and July okay. sessions. But the great thing is we limit it to four kids per, per session. Oh, so that's nice. Yeah, so they really get some individualized instruction um, and a lot of focus. And then the Junior Golf League, um, that is um, six Wednesdays, um, starting, I believe it's June 22nd, um, Wednesday mornings at 10 o'clock down at the short course. And that's kind of geared towards 
you know, more your um, experienced golfers, you know, not okay. beginners that can go out, play nine holes. So there's no instruction involved in that, but there is supervision. Now, talking about uh, kids, we've had, uh, you've had a few tournaments already, obviously the high school tournaments, but you had the, the men's and ladies' spring thaw. Yeah. We've got kids playing in those doing well, which is cool. It's nice to see some, uh, some uh, younger people out there golfing, but you're also a co-host of The Right Approach, and your first guest is <laughs> Bentley Kuhn next week, and uh, he, he broke 80 at the County Open, correct? Yeah, or at the spring thaw, Yeah, me. the spring thaw, so he's... Um, 11 years old? Yeah. Fifth and, grade. Yeah, fifth grade and shot 79-78, I believe it was, in the in the spring thaw, playing from the men's tees. So, yeah. And playing from the blue tees, the championship tees on Sunday. It's just absolutely remarkable. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, But to be able to shoot a score like that from the blue tees at that age in the tournament, can you put that into perspective for me? No, I, you know, I, I'm assuming that has never been done before. Yeah. But that just goes to show you that he really has the complete game because most you know, there's a lot of young kids that can hit the ball really well, mm -hmm. but where they struggle is on the short game, the chipping and right. putting. But to break 80 two days in a row, I mean, it's, first of all, you know, he hits the ball a long ways for his age, obviously, but he's still a lot shorter than than most of the men. Right. So he's going to be a little bit fur further back, so he's hitting long irons, you know, hybrids, three woods into par fours. That tells you how consistent he is mm -hmm. and how accurate he is with those long irons and, and fairway woods to be able to hit those greens. And then to get around the green and, you know, get up and down yeah. and two-putt every hole, yeah. you know, it, it's just unbelievable. He's a classy 11-year-old, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and he doesn't seem to get nervous. No. You know, he's, he's just very calm out there. and. You know, obviously confident, and uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch this game here in the future. Yeah. Also, uh, Jackson High has some really good golfers. The Norton kid, I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, Colin's a very yeah. good player. Colin, yeah. Colin Norton. He's, uh, he's, I think he's. Natalie Kalko's a good golfer. We've got yeah. a lot of good golfers in town. Yeah, we do. So, speaking of Colin Norton, we hosted, Jackson High hosted their regional just yesterday at Cascades. You know, and unfortunately, Jackson High, the team did not qualify for states, but Colin Norton did qualify for states. I believe he double bogeyed his last hole to shoot 73. Mm. And, and 71 was medalist, so had oh. he parred, he would have tied for medalist. But, but he qualified for states, which is, which is awesome to see. Yeah. And I know you mentioned Natalie Kolka. Last Friday, we hosted the Lady Spring Thaw. And now Andrea Clark has not lost a tournament in Jackson in 13 years. And she, she finally got beat last week, which I think even she would admit she's, it's nice to see because we got mm -hmm. a lot of young girls out playing. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Fiss won the tournament with a 71, but Natalie Kalka, who plays for Jackson High, shot 73. That's pretty good. That's an amazing score yeah. for a high school girl. That wow. is amazing. And Cameron Shannon, you know, at Michigan Center, she shot 72. So right. we had two high school girls, you know, shooting 72 and 73 That's here in town. town. You know, it's got to be the um, ease uh, and uh, the, the availability uh, for kids to, to play golf that contributes to the success of all of the uh, high school golf programs in Jackson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the amount of golf courses we have in Jackson County and the affordability. It's, yeah, golf is very accessible here in Jackson. We really are lucky. On uh, June 11th, you've got a, uh, a golf scramble, golf outing to uh, benefit uh, someone 
uh, a golfer that you guys lost over over last year. Yeah, it was very sad. Last last December, we lost one of our longtime uh, members, Brian Birch. He passed away to COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a great guy, extremely generous. He'd be the first one to, to help anyone who, who needed help. And one of his wishes before he passed, he asked one of his best friends, Rob, Rob Longbreak, who works at Cascades, and his son, Sean, he asked them to know put on a golf outing in his name and he wanted all the proceeds to go to the Cascades Junior Golf Program. So uh, one of the reasons why um, our Junior Golf Clinic and our Junior Golf League were only charging $30 this year because all the proceeds from the outing next Saturday are going to help cut the costs of those programs and any money that we have left over we're going to use to get clubs for kids that need clubs or balls um, and also if kids can't afford the junior golf program at all, we will definitely use some of the proceeds to sponsor some kids. That's very good, very cool. Um, yeah, so that outing is next Saturday, June 11th, 9 a.m. Shotgun. Um, you know, you can call the golf course or get a hold of Rob Longbreak. I believe his phone number was, was up there. Um, if you want to get in, we'd, we'd love to get some more teams. Um, and like I said, all the proceeds going to going to junior golf and be a great way to honor Brian's memory. Yeah, it's great, Brian. Just a, he was a joy to be around. Always yes, positive, was. funny guy. And, yes, he uh, was. Love to be out on the golf course for sure. So great event and uh, uh, kudos to uh, to him for putting that together before he he passed. That's really amazing. Yeah. It, it, what's exciting, his son Sean, who uh, serves in the military, he, he's overseas and he's going to be home for this outing. Okay. So, so he's going to be there and be able to play in it, which awesome. is which is nice. Great. Well, it's going to be a nice weekend for golf. Yeah, absolutely. Weather, weather looks good, not too hot, just uh, nice and comfortable. Of course, looks great. Nice job. Yeah, thank you. The uh, director of golf at the Cascades, Phil Fischmeister. The morning show continues after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. Our show today is brought to you by U.S. Staffing Agency. They are your complete HR for your employee or employers. If you're a job seeker, get a hold of U.S. Staffing. They have unbelievable opportunities for you today. U.S. Staffing Agency. America may have fewer hot dogs this summer grilling season because of an accident in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ugh. Yes, a semi-trailer crash dumped about 15,000 pounds of hot dog filler. Brandon, you had a couple of hot dogs the <laughs> other day, didn't you? Jeez. Hot dog filler. Oh. Yes, it's uh, gooey pink processed meat that is was it? oozing on the side of an interstate highway. And uh, we saved the worst picture for last. Oh. I, you know, I, I just, I'm not interested in a hot dog right now. <laughs> Brandon wow. has left the building. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yep, that's what it is. Wow. True story. Wow. Yep. Um, so luckily, um, they probably were going to stay in Pennsylvania at a Pennsylvania hot dog plant. So I'm sure the, I'm sure the hot dog, the Hillsdale hot dog plant's okay. <laughs> I sure hope so. Let's all go out for dogs. Yeah. We're all out of time. Who's, who's coming in later today? Later today, we have a wonderful show. We have Kelby Wallace. 
Tim Boss, Jenna Shimalewski with Right Size Your Life, Cindy Hayden from the Blues Fest, and Rick Walton. We'll see you then.